Hello, and welcome to Black Marriage Therapy, BMT for short. Here we become students of marriage in order to create healthy, long-lasting relationships. I'm your host, Kristen Smith, and in today's episode, we discuss the six most common arguments couples have around the holidays. The holidays are a time for cheer and celebration, but for couples, it can create tension. According to several polled therapists by the Huffington Post, there are six main arguments that couples have during the holidays. In this episode, we are going to discuss those arguments and give you tips on how to navigate this holiday season while avoiding potential landmines in your marriage. If you have been enjoying the content, please follow us on Instagram at Black Marriage Therapy, rate us on your podcast platform, and share your favorite episode with a friend. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Black Marriage Therapy. I'm your host, Kristen Smith, and today I'm joined by my amazing co-host, Junior Smith. We are very excited and very giddy for two reasons. Um, One, because this year has been amazing. Yes, it has. Also, because this is the last episode of season two, we were able to record 22 episodes this year. So it's bittersweet because I'm like, oh, it's the end of an era, right? But we get to go into a new season with fresh ideas and being refreshed after rest. So this is officially our last episode of the year. Mm. Shout out to you if you made it. Okay, if you listen to all the episodes. (laughs) Before we get into the topic, we want to share with you guys um, what your love and support has done for this podcast. There has been growth. Can we say growth? Growth. Can we say amen for growth? Amen. There has been growth. Okay. And um, and it's, it's really been amazing. And I think it's because of all of you guys who have been listening and supporting us. So I'm just go through a couple of them. Yes, please. Yeah. So we are in the top 10% of podcasts for 3,500 people. I think that's great. We also have 4.8 thousand on Instagram. That's shocking because on my vision board right now, it says that my goal for this year was 1K. So we were under 1K at the beginning of this year. And in a matter of, I would say, six months, we just jumped to 4.8. And I ain't going to lie to y'all. It'll be nice to get to 5K right before the year's over. <laughs> so if you if you haven't followed us yet, that's your cue to go ahead and follow us. <laughs> also, we started a Facebook group this year, and we are at 711 members on our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. getting way too good. Okay, let me calm down. And that that took place over the span of like four months. Yeah, over the span of like four months. Yes. And it's like, I feel like at the end of the year, like all these kind of mm-hmm. explosions. Explosions. Also on Spotify, we are rated at a 4.8 star rating on Spotify. This is when you need the, the cruise bombs, like on um <laughs> Breakfast Club. <laughs> yes. And there ain't no six ratings on there either. 
Yo, you feel me? I'm so excited about that because, you know, I asked you guys to rate the podcast, share it with a friend. And obviously you guys are doing that because the ratings is so good. So I'm so grateful for you guys. Yeah, um, it's 89 reviews. Yes. 89 reviews. Oh, actually it's a 4.9. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Junior's double checking. Um, So 4.9 stars out of five rating on Spotify. We made a huge milestone. We have over a hundred thousand listens overall for the podcast. A hundred thousand. I think we're like a hundred and six thousand right now. Wow. I'm like, guys, I just, I really need time to process and to like, you know, enjoy the fruits of my labor. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh my gosh, like good things are happening, but in all in all, it's really a thank you to all of you guys who have been listening faithfully and who really see what we're doing here and care enough to like and subscribe and to join and all those things. So to comment. To comment, all those things. Mm-hmm. So we ain't gonna waste no more of your time, girl, because that's not why you come on this episode, okay? You came on this episode to figure out how to get through the holidays and the arguments, okay? <laughs> now, sometimes... Um, you know, things can go pretty smoothly. I think especially maybe in your first year of marriage, you know, when you're real honeymoony, right? I remember one of somebody I know, I almost said <laughs> almost said it. Somebody I know when their first year of being married during the holidays, oh my God, talk about PDA. Guys, guys, we are <laughs> in the room. We are in the room. It was hella PDA. I mean, they were newlyweds, right? But it was hella PDA. And I'm like, okay, clearly you guys are fresh out. They're about to have a good holiday. They might <laughs> have a great holiday. But for other couples, that may not be necessarily what it is. So we want to talk about some of the main arguments that couples have during the holidays. And then we're going to give you our tips and advice on how to work out of it. Um, now, this list is coming from the Huffington Post legitimate news outlet okay i would say myself mm. <laughs> and it was polled by therapists so it was actually therapists who were telling the huffington post based off of the clients that they see these are the main arguments that come out of it and it was confirmation for what we picked before we even seen what huffington post did yeah when we were going through our lives and trying to find our biggest hiccups uh-huh. in the holidays and a lot of what we wrote down was reflected in this article mm-hmm now, number one, I'm going to give you a second to guess. What y'all think number one is? The number one hiccup, argument starter, instigator during the holidays. And it's for couples with kids or just couples? Any? I, yeah, I think it's any. Yeah, this one is any. This could be blended family, kids, no kids, newlyweds. Um, the number one thing is fighting with your in-laws. With your in-laws, at the in-laws, in the presence of your in-laws. Um, this doesn't surprise me whatsoever. So Junior and I, we've been married for 11 years and some change now. And the way our in-law situation is, is surreal. It didn't start that way. I ain't going to front with y'all. It did not start that way. But the way it is now, it's almost like we're one huge family and it's it's strange. It's strange, a good strange. It's a, yeah, it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. But, you know, I know a couple of couples that I've talked to recently, actually, and they've been married also for 14 years and, and plus, and they still do not get along with their in-laws. Why, why, why are in-laws so problematic? Oh, man, if I could be honest, I think there's a possessiveness there. You know, where it's just like, this is my brother. This is my sister. This is my family. Yeah, but you don't get over that when the person done been married for like 20 years plus three kids 
you don't get over that possessiveness are you trying you're trying to hold the possessiveness as power over the uh their partner over their spouse for sure for sure i think people definitely want to have uh power over each other i think there's also uh personality differences um, I think there's also family dynamics that come to play okay. because how a family functions, what you think is normal is not normal to your spouse. Yeah. A perfect example. My husband's family is for the most part, I would say quiet and not even like normal really is not really quiet. My family is volume 200. Yeah. Let's just say your, your family's loud. We're loud. Loud. We're loud. Microphone in the throat. Yo, I don't, because in my in my mind, I don't even realize we're loud. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, we're just all talking. We're cackling. We're loud. <laughs> but guess what? When we get into a space where, and my husband never had a problem with this, but if he coming into my family, he's like, y'all are always so loud. I can't function. I can't think, whatever. That can cause friction. And if my family sees that as disrespect or, you know, you know, I can see how feathers are ruffled so easily. Right. And how that can be a pain point for the couple, for the person who's that's their family, because now they feel defensive. What's yeah. wrong with my family? Yeah, 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 yeah. You don't like my family? Huh? And I'm like, what? not everybody like your family. Well, I mean, people, people are super defensive, sensitive. Yes. When it comes to their family. I mean, that's the way you grew up. Mm-hmm. That's the people you grew up with. Mm-hmm. Right. People get defensive and people are inflexible. Imagine if I'm like, babe, I think you guys are loud and sometimes a little violent. You're like, no, nah, baby, that's just love. That's just love. <laughs> so anyways, there's there's a lot of different reasons why there's fighting at the in-laws, fighting with the in-laws. And there's also like a scale to this. Some people is like very, you know, sly comments. And some people go to blows. Let's be honest. We're going to be honest. Some people, they this is what they live for. <laughs> over the Thanksgiving table, over the Christmas table, we're going to blows. We got the holiday ham all up in the air. Crazy. Shoot, let's move on to the next one. The next one is lazy gift giving. Are we consumers? I, that's not fair to say it's a consumer thing. It's it really is about thought. Yes, I agree. If I open my gift from you and there's no thought in it, it will make me upset. Of course, because it's just like we spent this whole year together. We're supposed to be connected. We're supposed to be partners. You're supposed to know me. I'm supposed to know yeah. you. Listen, and there's expectations tied to it. But if you just just out here giving me a gift, you would give to like the school teacher. Yeah, I'm you, like, bro, you don't have to get me a gift. But if you do, you, you better make it thoughtful. But here's the question: What if like an in-law gets you a gift that's not as thoughtful? Does it really matter as much? Because they're not as close, right? No, no, no. We're talking about gift giving amongst spouses. We're not talking about family. Because okay. okay. if your family want to give you trash gifts, it's like, oh, whatever. But if your spouse gives you, is lazy with their gifting. Um, and I've seen this uh, TikTok trend going around where women are talking about how um, they often do all the Christmas shopping. They know what everybody wants, everybody likes. They have the Santa's list, all these things. And then on Christmas Day, they are left with nothing or like some socks or a gift card because they've done all the thinking for the whole family and no one did some thought, put some thought and effort for them, you know? So, and I'm not saying that's the case all the time, but I'm saying if that is the situation where you feel like your spouse is not putting effort into getting you a nice gift, unless you explicitly said, I don't want to give, then I can see how that can ruffle feathers and cause arguments. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. So personally, G and I typically do not do gifts. Um, what? Okay, that's incorrect. So we most of the time we do very small things. Mm, I, now, I often have gone beyond oh, the budget Lord for Jesus, you as well. That's not true. I what? Oh my god! I often go beyond the budget for you, but now I know I need to stay within the budget. Mm, please just just give me. Okay, guys, this is like a real argument. Just give me the list uh, outside of last Christmas. Give you the list outside of last Christmas. Outside of last Christmas. Bro, I will go find it. I will go through our records. You know why? You know how I know that's not accurate? Because we've been mar- married 11 years and we really didn't start celebrating Christmas like that till we had kids, which has been the last three years, right? But really and truly, our Christmas really, really started where we're doing gifts and trees and decorating all that stuff when we had kids. Yes. Okay. That was three years ago. So of course, from that point, that's when we started to like do things. You gave me a thousand dollar check. Was it thousand dollars? That was one hundred dollars. Damn, <laughs> I did not have a thousand dollars. So does that count as a big gift or a small gift? I it come. I gave you other things too besides that. I know. Besides the check, there was other things I bought for you. Yeah, but it wasn't like extravagant. Let's let's move on to. The I think we point. do have to move on because yeah. you're really taking up time. You with the, you're here with the false accusations. I'm not here with no. I'm not here with no false accusations. All I'm saying fifty dollars is the budget. Listen, fifty dollars is the budget. Okay, for this year. I already, I already went past $50, by the way, for you. Mm-hmm. I don't know how I'm going to, but I'm going to find a way to return it. <laughs> I was going to say that last year, Junior did something that I had never anticipated. And he actually updated my uh, ring, my, my ring. Um, quick aside, quick aside, I think it's interesting. So I should say it. last year. No. So when we got married, we paid for $400. Um, cubic zucornia and I say we because we literally picked it together mind you we were 18 years old so <laughs> you know um, but it was $400 and it was I was it off Amazon $389 off Amazon $389 yeah. oh we got a little discount so $389 off Amazon and for the most you know most of our for marriage 10 years yeah 10 years 10 years you've been rocking that I've been rocking that ring now funny enough throughout those 10 years I'm like oh I can't wait to get an upgrade and saying it frivolously, like not really thinking about really getting an upgrade. But last year, Junior made a huge sacrifice to be able to get me a new, like real diamond ring. Now he has the videos, which he is forbidden, forbidden to ever show. But I was very surprised and I bawled very hard. Um, and he got the new cut that I, I mentioned before it was so random because like I just literally was like you know what babe I want to do something different I want to be different so I like this new diamond cut now whatever and sure enough that same year he got the new cut and you know anyways I could really get into it but you should I, I wasn't I wasn't expecting it and um it made me feel really good it made me feel very valuable that was that was what came to me like that's why I was bawling really because I was just like I never sat and thought about how valuable I am and I feel like that's is weird to do that maybe it's just maybe I'm just off I might be a little but um I it, it was an outward symbol of my value to Junior like how viable I am and the, the the fact that he made such a huge sacrifice for it made it all the more you know like you are valuable 
because I sacrificed something for me. So anyways, anyways, so that definitely counts as an extravagant gift, babe. <laughs> um, I now wear my new ring with my old ring. So it's like very like old marriage, new marriage. Anyways, whatever. Let's move on. We're going to have to edit all that out. <laughs> Do you have anything to say about number two? No, no, no. That was a whole argument. Okay, next one. <laughs> the next one, of course, is overspending. This is on the common mm. arguments is overspending. Yeah. I think this is comes down to values. Usually money comes down to values. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm happy to overspend. I think it's about moments mm. and making these precious moments. I have had to, you know, put a lid on it because I can think anything's a special moment. Mm. So like, oh, what if we get eaten this power wheel car? Oh, well, she also likes to climb. What if we get her a jungle gym? You know what? She's also, you know, likes to dance. What if we get her this ballet set with the, with the twinkle toes, with the this, with the that? Oh, well, look at all these moments. It's like, pick one. You can only fund one moment at a time. Mm. So, but I, I would definitely overspend. And my excuse is um, we're making moments, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I would say I'm an overspender, but I do like making things. Christmas is my favorite holiday after my birthday. So I don't know if I say I like to overspend because especially with the kids, I'm very, very, uh, it's very important to me that they know that the holidays, especially Christmas is not about gifts. It's not just about gifts. Like I want them to have a gift or two, especially because they're so young. You know what I'm saying? But it's not really about gifts. It's about family. It's about Jesus. You know, it's about love. And so for me, I'm like, we are not spending $500 on each kid. Like we, that's just us. That's just us. But I think what's most important about this section and overspending is that it's, it really comes down to your values and what you think is important. And that's how people end up spending money. Or not spending money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next one is let down expectations. Now, this one I got to read to y'all because <laughs> it says there is a reason for the uptick in divorce filings in January. I did not know that. Come January, for some reason, people are like, oh, bet you showed your true colors. Divorce. Wow. That's a strong statement. That's, that's a strong. <laughs> that's a strong move. You jump into conclusions. So this is basically talking about how you have expectations of like how you're going to be treated, what the gifts you're going to get, a a lot of expectations. And when your expectations are not met, decisions are made. (laughs) Apparently, divorce decisions. Number five is different holiday traditions. Yes, it makes sense for this to be a point of contention because let's say, I want to keep this tradition alive for my family. Um, You may disagree or we may have too many traditions. Mm. Some of them have to get left behind. Mm. Or I may be trying to start a new tradition and you're like, "Mm, I don't know about that. And, you know, people get super sentimental around the holidays. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, you know, tradition is something that you want everyone to love. Mm -hmm. And so if there's any disagreement on it, uh, you know, people argue. Yeah. Sparks fly. Traditions are things that keep people rooted and make people feel at home. So it makes sense that people want to keep up their traditions. They want to feel connected to their parents or to their culture or to their religion or whatever that thing is. So 
if if you as a spouse are saying for some reason your tradition sucks or I don't want to do it, like you're speaking deeply to them. You know what I'm saying? Like to their their home, their culture, their religion, where they're rooted. So it's it's I can see how that can be a point of contention, especially if you have like also like difference of religion. I was thinking that as well, because you might have like a Christian and a Catholic or a Christian and a Muslim or like, you know, a mixed religion or mixed culture. You know, my husband and I were both Caribbean culture. So for the most part, it overlaps a lot. <laughs> yes. But I can see how if you are, you know, from like Africa or Asia or you're in a misculture type of um, relationship, how that can affect I would even say a person with traditions, strong traditions. Yeah. And a person without traditions can still end up in conflict. Yes. Because a person without traditions ends up feeling, you know, oh, man, we're always doing your thing. Yeah. Well, you ain't got nothing. I know, but you know, I still want to be asked. You know? Oh my gosh. It just defaults to you. That's the beauty of making your own traditions. And I think we'll talk about that more, but I think we've done that a lot. Um, and that has helped us making our own traditions. The last one is holiday party burnout. Where are all my corporate baddies? That's what they call them, Junior. The corporate girlies. I don't know if they call them the corporate guys. That sounds oh. weird. <laughs> corporate baddies, wherever you at. And it's not just corporate, but still holiday parties is, is another thing that's on the list. Because between Thanksgiving and New Year's, between if you're a manager, CEO, if you have different teams, if you have different whatever, you go into three, four holiday parties. I don't want to mingle with your coworkers. Where are all my introvert couple? Like, where are they at? Because I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I remember when Junior was a teacher. Oh, Lord. When Junior was a teacher. <laughs> and he would have those corporate holidays. And I don't remember how many I went to, but I feel like I said no a lot more times than I said yes. I don't even remember not one of those holiday things I went to. Oh, you don't? I don't remember that one. I remember you inviting me and I'm like, wow, I don't want to go. I went to one. I was pregnant during that time. And that was here in Gainesville. And it was in the library. Do you remember that one? Yes. Yes. I was pregnant. I remember. Okay. And I think that's the I was first so one I've ever came. gone to. Yeah. So glad you said yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. And I, and I know that one event burnt you out. <laughs> you were done. Listen, at that point, I was like, this is enough. I'm never doing this again. And so, I mean, if you're thinking about two people who are working, that is double the corporate, the, the parties, because they have their own holiday parties and then you have your own holiday party. So let's say you have three that year, that's six, you know, so I can definitely see how that can cause a strain and argument and diff and depending on how important the work environment is for the other couple and that support that they're looking for, I can see how that can cause yeah, some stress. I mean, and, you know, you talk about work, but, you know, in our lives, we have different groups, different cliques, right? So mm, your church group. Your church group want to have a function. Everybody want to celebrate. That's true. Everybody want to celebrate. So you either bringing chips to all of these parties, <laughs> making charcuterie boards, or unfortunately you hosting. What yeah. about the people who host? Yes, yes, You just yes, got yes. through hosting Thanksgiving or helping out. Yeah. And then you got to put together another party for yeah. your kids trying to have something with their friends and you got to prepare for that. It's yeah. a whole bunch of stuff. I was, Everybody's celebrating. For sure. I would say specifically as a wife, I felt the pressure. Thankfully, I never had to host, 
Um, but I definitely feel the pressure of showing up as like a supportive wife. And I felt like that would look bad on you. Now, it did not motivate me enough to go to all of them. But that last time around, I think especially because he was telling me that people were asking for me, people wanted to know how I was doing, I was pregnant, all this stuff. So I think that was, and I think that was like your first or second year there. So for that particular event, I was definitely feeling the pressure. Like I have to show up for junior, like, you know, supportive or whatever like that. And I feel like they just be wanting to be in your business. Just relax. <laughs> just relax. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so those are the six most common arguments that happens during the holidays, according to therapists and the Huffington Post. Now, how do we handle this? Yeah. How do we actually navigate the holidays? The how? And these are the tips that we want to share with you to help you to really um, be able to stay a united front, stay connected, not get divorced in January, right? <laughs> we want to help you do that. Help you enjoy your holidays. Exactly. Okay. So if you have listened to all 21 episodes, episodes of this podcast then you know what Ooh. i'm going to say pop huh? quiz, it's a pop quiz. quiz pop quiz you know what i'm gonna say what is it what am i gonna say communicate period that's the num first first step and specifically is communicating your expectations and a lot of these things if we are just assuming that our spouse knows that your sister is hella annoying and I can't stand her if we're just assuming that I don't want to do 25 holiday parties if we're just assuming that we're going to spend buku money we're going to make it rain this Christmas that is how a lot of trouble starts yeah so let's not leave things unclear let's communicate Esther not Esther Perel sorry Brene Brown says that clear is kind and unclear is unkind Right. So we want to be as clear as possible. And so I understand wanting a little mystery. I am one of those people. Right. Who want mystery. Mm -hmm. I don't want to know exactly what I'm getting for Christmas. You know what I mean? So I think finding a way to have communication about expectations and still be able to have that level of mystery. So, for example, um, when it comes to gifts, we do discuss budget. Like we have to, right? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. One person may be thinking, "I'm missing money bags. I'm gonna make it rain." Mm -hmm. and the other person's thinking, "We spent enough on the kids. Mm -hmm. I just, need, I just need a card." You yeah, know, yeah, sure. yeah. So you communicate that, and then you're like, "Well, it could be this price, and I have these ideas," and then you just leave it like that. So there's still some mystery. Expectations were still set, though. Yes, yes. So you can't and open clear. the gift and yeah. go, "What is this?" Like. We set expectations together, mm -hmm. right? But we didn't have to like eliminate all of the mystery. I think it's important also going into these conversations about like these six different things that we're talking about, right? In-laws, holiday parties, spending, expectation, all those things. It's important to come in, both of you guys, not assuming that you're right. Not assuming that your way of thinking is right. Esther Perel talks about this all the time. She's saying that most of the issues that she sees with couples is that they think that they are right. And because they think they are right, that's why the argument or the situation can't be resolved. Most of the time, we're not right. We just have different perspectives. We're different people. We have different traditions. We have different family. So it's not that you're right, okay? Right? You have to really go in with humility and understanding that. It's not about winning or losing. It's about understanding our differences of perspective and then figuring out, okay, how do we move forward with that? Which brings us to our next point, which is negotiating what's most important. 
we said that being unclear is unkind. If you just assume that your partner knows um, and you don't speak up and things get passed by, you may end up very bitter and very resentful or on the January divorce list. Okay? Oh, That's what Huffington Post said. I didn't say that. I just want to <laughs> let you know that is not my words. That is the facts of the statistics. Okay. But um, it's very important that you open your mouth and actually, I hate to say like this contend or like, you know, fight for what's important for you in the same breath. Part of negotiation is compromising. So I'm not saying that you dominate the conversation and you are like, I'm going to win. It's not about winning. Right. It's about trying to get what's most important to you while also recognizing what's most important to your spouse and working something out where you both end up happy at the end. Mm. So talking about tradition is probably the most important thing. A good example is that like for me, for Christmas, I need it to be downtime, right? I need Christmas to be downtime. Like I don't want too many guests. I don't want to travel. I don't want to do parties. I don't, it's the end of the year. I feel like I've worked so hard and all I want to do is be with my family, be comfortable and just be in each other's faces, eat cookies and watch Grinch movies. Like, you know, it's super, super important to me. So like, that's something that I'm going to bring up. Now, if Junior is like, listen, I know you went downtown, but I really want to see my sister. Okay, how can we negotiate that? Can she come the day after Christmas? Can she come New Year's? Right? Because she, you know, like, how can we make this work where we're, we both feel like what we think is important happens? That's a really good point. Almost as good as this next point. I think these points actually go hand in hand. And that is express any discomforts so your spouse can be a buffer. I really like this point because using your spouse or your spouse acknowledging the role that they play as a buffer to their own family between you and their family is so important in mitigating drama, Mm. drama. Mm. Listen, somebody might get bold and talk out the side of their neck to your spouse. Mm -hmm. They may just be feeling it, right? Maybe they never even liked them in the first place, (laughs) but you bring them around enough and you put a ring on her hand. So now she got a smile on her face. But they're not going to talk bold like that to you. And even if they do, you have permission to say what your wife would have wanted to say. Because mm, that's your family. Because that's your family. Mm-hmm. So walking in there with that shield up for your spouse, mm-hmm. right? The wife does it for her husband. The husband does it for his wife. I love that idea because it's showing concern for your spouse. And at the same time, it's super effective. Mm-hmm. It's very effective. Now, on top of that, I think expressing your discomforts to your spouse, mm-hmm. so that they can be that shield for you mm-hmm. is super important. And that could be with in-laws, that could be with your own family, mm-hmm. right? So for example, like if Chris is like, yo, I have an auntie who every time she sees me and she's coming over, we're going to go over and see her. Every time she sees me, she wants to talk to me about, you know, um, my weight, her weight. <laughs> so if you see auntie try to pull me aside, hey, I need you to stop it. I need you to come in there. Or if she's at the at the dining room table. We're mm-hmm. sitting down eating. If she thinks it's table talk, I need you to shut it down for me. That's her own family. But yet I'm still there to be a resource to her. Right. And mm-hmm. I can do the same thing. So it, it doesn't have to be the other person's family. It can be your family. It can be the other person's family. It can also be a holiday party, too, because we mentioned that as well. Yeah, it could be a holiday party. Too. Yeah, your boss, oh, my coworker, my boss. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if you know, for example, that your spouse is very introverted 
and you know all your coworkers are kind of sw- swarming that spouse then if you if you guys had that conversation and you know what you're discomfort uncomfortable with then your spouse can come and be like oh babe i wanted to show you this christmas tree or i wanted to introduce you to this person right right so that that way you're that a buffer for that person so i also in this point want to highlight um the people who kind to kind of acquiesce to their family in the presence of their family right and in two ways one you may just end up taking the role of your of your order in the family right if you're only child you become an only child if you are the the youngest you become the youngest if you're the oldest you become the oldest and what happens is your spouse may be left out of that dynamic completely because they're like they're trying to figure out what's happening they are no longer your spouse in that space in that environment they are also now the oldest child or the youngest child or the only child or the only boy so that plays into how they are behaving now not only that i want to a highlight also for the person who may use their family as a way to feel emboldened. And I can see how this becomes arguments as well. Because if you in your relationship maybe feel like, you know, you don't get to talk up as much or you feel like maybe the person has won too many arguments, you get around to your family, you feel strength in numbers. You know your sister's just going to back you up. You know your mom is going to back you up. And you may take an opportunity like that to bring up something or mention something. And so that way you can feel like I won this, right? I feel strong with my family. Can I just say, don't do that? I don't know how easy and simply I can, don't do that. <laughs> do not do that. I, what, what I'm really trying to highlight in this space, right, is making, is being aware, being aware of your space and how your environment changes your behavior with your spouse, whether it emboldens you, whether it you just automatically just form and mold into, you know, the position that you hold in your family. Or- you have to be aware and be able to maneuver out of that because at the end of the day, you are no longer attached to your family in that way. It's your spouse first and then your family, right? And sometimes that's hard for people to, you know, because their family been there the whole entire lives, but your spouse, your new family comes first and then your other family. I think people transform in, a, in different environments. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's at work you transform maybe it's at you know this club that you're a part of you that's transform. good yeah yeah maybe it's at church you transform yeah 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 that's not good. even realizing how the environment makes you act different exactly and your spouse is wondering like what happened to the husband or the wife i walked in with yeah and that that uh, that makes the spouse feel isolated it makes them they they may get hurt they may feel like not protected i'll give you a perfect example and then we'll move on um i am the youngest child right And I did not know this about myself. Junior had to bring this up, but I'm the youngest child. And oftentimes when I get amongst my family, I become the youngest child. As when I was raised up, I didn't really know a lot of information. I didn't need to know no information. Things were done for me. Things were given to me. People told me what to do. Right. And so when I, when I get, uh, so when I get into that environment with my family, I just kind of become you. I kind of just go into a different, I'm dazed. And I didn't know that was happening until Junior kept mentioning like, yo, I cannot get your attention when you are with your family. And I'm like, what are you talking about? 
And what we had to do is like, we had to, Junior would literally tap me like, hey, I'm trying to talk to you. Or like, hey, can we go talk in this room real quick? Because he knows, and now I'm more aware as well, um, to check in with Junior and see how he's doing or whatever, because it kind of becomes chaotic. So that's one example. So maybe you're the oldest and you're used to running things. So your spouse is out there running with your, your the kids. They're trying to handle their family, you know, your, your family but you are the oldest so you are delegating and you're being the boss and you're cooking the dinner, right? But you have to be mindful of your spouse. It takes practice and it really takes awareness of self. But this, this point is, is very important. But the, the main tip I would say here is have the conversation about the discomforts, um, make a game plan, like, how long are we going to stay? You know, who's allowed to talk to the children or not talk to the children? Because there'll be some wild family members, okay? You know, like, uh, what is what is okay, what's not okay? So make a game plan. And then um, that leads us to our last point. You are a united front. And listen, step away if you have to. Do not fight. Do not argue, I would say. Do not bicker amongst in mixed company like and i'm not saying that as like oh you can't fight in public or whatever like that i'm saying specifically during these times <laughs> step away remember that you guys are a united from you guys are a new family and you have to see yourself as a new family and what happens is on both sides either spouse they will start seeing you as a new family but if you guys do not represent yourself as a united front they will pick you apart mm. now not every family is like that and here for drama and trying to you know create uh, tension between couples but there definitely is people waiting for vulnerabilities in your relationship so that they can sit there and, and plant seeds of doubt and plant um, dissension and all those things so it's very important that you guys are united front first so that everyone whether it makes them uncomfortable or not will eventually fall in line but part of that is making sure that you guys are having conversations outside of families earshot step away if you have to you don't even if something is happening right in the moment where it's just like listen your uncle's making me un uncomfortable we did not talk about this beforehand and i'm realizing now that he's making the children uncomfortable <laughs> he's making me uncomfortable hey babe can i talk to you for a second outside have the conversation y'all have to go back and forth in front of people step away have the conversation remember you're in the united front and uh that way your family will see you as that as well wow i'm just learning <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what input I did in this episode. I'm just learning so much. <laughs> you don't have anything else to say. I'm just learning so much. Well, everyone, that is all that we have for you guys for this um, special holiday episode. Also, the last episode of the year. So, Happy New Year. Merry Christmas, because you're not going to hear from us during those times. Of course, we're going to be taking rest and relaxation, but we will see you guys again in January. And I just have to highlight again. Thank you all for your love and your support, your clear, physical hmm? action taking support. I, I appreciate some action taking support. I'm going to reiterate again. Like this show, you like this show. Share the show if you like the show, right? Follow us on Instagram. Join us on Facebook. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Black Marriage Therapy. Happy holidays, and we will talk to you soon. Peace. Peace.